I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women and men here that are endeavoring to walk in the kingdom of God, in the power of God. The kingdom of God is with power, not just words. And we are endeavoring. We are giving the good fight of faith to walk in that power. Let's open with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, I give thanks. My heavenly Father, I give thanks. Father, open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting. Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this meeting. And I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. We're going to do something a little different today. I think this is going to help some of you. And I, I was kind of interested when God put it in my heart. I thought this is kind of unusual, but we're going to do it anyway. If you will turn with me to John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. That means there were two. There was the Father and the Word. And they were both gods. And you can read on in John that God was the greater of the two. But they were both gods. The same was in the beginning with God. Jesus was with God. And it was in before the earth was even created. They were both there. The Word and God. Now, look at verse 3. It says, all things, all things. That little word, all. All things. You got that? All things were made by him. All things were made by the word. It says that in Colossians 1. All things. Also says that in Hebrews 2. All things were created. Created by him. Made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Do you got that? All things were created by the word. All things, everything, things that you see and things that you don't see. Do you realize that Jesus created Lucifer? He created the devil. Jesus created the devil. Jesus created all the demons. It says in Isaiah, he created good and he created evil. Jesus created all the devils. Do you hear that? He created all the devils. He created Lucifer. And it talks about Lucifer and Ezekiel. What a beautiful thing he was. But iniquity was found in him. Was that a surprise to God? No. He created all things. And without him, it not was anything made that was made. 
Why would we be afraid of the devil if Jesus created him? Jesus created every devil. Jesus created fear. Jesus created cancer. Jesus created tuberculosis. Jesus created all sickness. There wasn't anything made that he didn't create. I'm going to, by the Spirit of God today, change some of your hearts and get some of this fear that we have out by showing you some simple things in the New Testament that our Savior Jesus did. Jesus knew, knew before the foundation of the world, world, he was going to be crucified. Do you know that Jesus created, got this? Jesus created death. Jesus did. The devil didn't create death. He couldn't. There was only one creator. Well, the Father says he created two, but they had to do it through Jesus. Anything that was made was created by the word, by Jesus. He created death. He created sin. Who did it? Jesus, the word. And we're going to take a look at Jesus and death. I think, I see what the, when the, when the Spirit of God first started ministering to this to me, I thought this is, this is odd. And then I saw what God was after. Alright, if you will turn with me to Romans, let's go to Romans 5. Romans 5, verse 12. It says, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world. Entered into the world. It doesn't say it was created, it said it entered. And it entered by one man. But where was sin created? It had to be created by Jesus. Oh, sin didn't sneak in there by itself. It had to have been created by the Word. There was nothing, nothing that was created that Jesus did not create. But Adam let it in. It says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and because of that, death by sin. And so death, so death, death, what Jesus created, Entered into Adam. But Jesus created it. And Adam sinned. And that's where that death could get in. That was the only place death could get in. It came in through sin. Death came into man. By Adam. But Jesus created death. Jesus created death. And Adam ended up with death in him. Every man that is born is born. It has sin and death in him, thanks to great-great-great-grandfather Adam. Now, wherefore is by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. All right? So now we see where death entered into the world. But don't forget this. Don't forget it. Jesus created it. It's a spirit. Jesus created him. How do we know it's a spirit? Because it's going to get cast in to the lake of fire. It's going to get cast in to the lake of fire. The thing that Jesus created. Jesus created 
death. Now let's take a look at Jesus and death. I want you to go to Hebrews 2. And I'm going to begin in, let's begin in verse 9. We're going to read a couple, couple um, scripture here. But we see Jesus. We see Jesus. Well, let's go ahead and let's go back up because this will help us. Let's begin in verse 1. I think God wants this read. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Have you ever looked at that verse? You know what that word slip means? Leak out. That's why we have to read the word every day. That's why we have to walk in this every day. Why? Because we leak. The word will leak out. It says here we ought to give the more earnest heed so that it doesn't leak out. For the word spoken by angels was steadfast. And every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. That's the law. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard. God also bearing them witness with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Jesus was the first one that showed up on the earth that did miracles. That did miracles. Lots of them. And they couldn't figure out why. Because Jesus didn't bring the law. He didn't bring the law. God also bearing them witness with signs and wonders and divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels has he not put in subjection the world to come where we speak. But one in a certain place testified saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? This is Psalm 8. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. A little inferior to the angels. Talking about us. God made us a little lower than the angels, but thou crownest him with glory and honor and did set him over the work of thy hands. Did you know, have you ever read in Genesis, God gave the earth to Adam. He gave the earth to Adam and he gave him all the power to work in it. And Adam gave it to the devil. Adam gave it to the devil. The earth was created for Adam. For thou hast, um, thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. Did set him over the work of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his fate. Adam was, had the dominion over the earth. Adam had dominion over everything. He had dominion over every beast. He had dominion over the plants, the ground. He had dominion. And he sold it out. He sold out to the devil. He said, for in that he put all things in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see yet not all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. Why? I want you to see, as we have talked about Jesus the man, God did not have Jesus come down here as a God. And he did not have him, made him like an angel. No, it says it right here. But we see Jesus. We see Jesus. Who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Do you see that? He was made 
lower than the angels for the suffering of death. There's that death again. For the suffering of death. Who created death? Jesus did. Jesus created death. Now it says, For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death, experience death for every man. For it became him from whom are all things. Here he is again creating. From whom are all things and by whom are all things. And bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Now, let's go down to verse 14. It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, that's you and me. That's you and me. For as much then as the children, the children of who? The children of God. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus also himself likewise took part of the same. Do you see that? Jesus, because we were flesh and blood, he took part of the same. And he, he became flesh and blood. It was the spirit of Jesus in him. It was the Jesus, the word that was in heaven. But he left his godly ability. And he came and picked up a body. It says it in Hebrews. Thou hast made me a body. Jesus talking to the father. Thou hast made me a body. A body that he could go into. A body that started out as a baby. Actually started out as one cell. Just like we did. Flesh and blood starts with one cell, one conception, one cell. The very creator of this whole universe entered into one cell, and then two, and then four, and then eight, and he became a baby. He became a baby. He took on flesh and blood, just like us. And not only that, let's continue. He, um, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death, that through death, through death, do you see why he became a baby? Do you see why he took on Flesh and blood, just like Adam. It says a little later, took on the seed of Abraham. Why? Because he had to die. He had to die. And as the Spirit of God has said before, you can't kill a God. You can't. You can't even kill an angel. It says it right there in chapter 2 of Hebrews. The angels don't die. You can't kill a God. But Jesus had to die. What did he have to do? He had to be taken by the spirit of death. He had to be taken by the spirit of death. Remember, death is a spirit. And remember, Jesus created it. 
Jesus knowing before the world began he was going to be crucified on that cross. Like we said, he created Calvary. He created the rocks that they were going to put the tomb in. He created death. He created death. And he knew that he was going to be taken by death. Why? Why? Even before the world began, why? That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. Destroy. That means to make thoroughly inactive. To make completely idle. It can't do anything anymore. To make of none effect. Jesus was going to take on death. He was going to take it on. He was going to let it take him. Why? Why? So he might destroy it. He might make it of none effect. He might make it, uh, render it idle. That, that had the power of death. That is the devil. Jesus and death were going to meet. They were going to meet. And death, Jesus, was going to commit himself to that spirit. He was going to let death have him. This was a God. This is the one that created the world. This is the one that created death. Because of us, he was going to become subject to death. So that we, we won't be in bondage to it. Remember he created death. And there's a wonderful story in this Bible. Something that really happened. I hate to call these Bible stories because they really happened. And how do I know they really happened? I know it down here. Not only do I know it down here, it works down here. So the same things that Jesus did, I have had experience with. Some, to some much lesser degree, but I have. God has proved to me that this word is what it says. Turn with me to John 11. We're going to see a meeting here, and it's kind of fun to see what's going to happen. We are going to see Jesus meet death. All right? Chapter 11. Now remember, when Jesus does this, he's doing it as a man. He is not the God that he was. He's not the God that created death. He has now humbled himself, laid down all that power, and he's a man. So now, Jesus is going to become toe-to-toe with death as a man. As a man. What does Jesus have that's going to work here? He has the Spirit of God in him. He has the Holy Ghost in him, being full of the Holy Ghost. Luke 4, he was full of the Holy Ghost, and he meets death as a man, toe-to-toe. This is so fun. This is going to get rid of some of your fear of death. It's going to get rid of some of that fear of death. And just like me as a mama that had to deal with it, it's going to get rid of some of your fear that that death is going to come get your kids. It's not. Jesus created death. And who do you have in, in you? You have Jesus. Let's take a look at this meeting. Oh, this is fun. It says, Jesus telling the disciples Lazarus died. And he had been, uh, he goes to where Lazarus is. He stayed. He hung out four more days where he was. Why? Because God directed him to do that. Remember, Jesus is a man. And he only does what the Father tells him to do. He only says what the Father tells him to say. And he tells the disciples, we're going to hang out here some more. Why? We're going to make sure this guy's really dead. We're going to make sure he's really dead. 
Why? Because we're going to meet death toe to toe. We're going to meet him toe to toe. Now, verse 14. Jesus said unto them, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Now, verse 20. Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. And, but Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. If you'd been here, he wouldn't be dead. Martha didn't know Jesus was going to let him die. The father, excuse me, the father was going to let him die. Why? So Jesus can meet death toe to toe. Oh, this is fun. This is the same Jesus that's in us. But I know that even now, Martha said, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And look what Jesus says to Martha. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. That was a man saying that. That was a man that hadn't died yet. Jesus had not died yet. He had not experienced death yet. But he is a man. And he's telling Martha, I am the resurrection. What does Jesus know? Jesus knows the death, burial, and resurrection. And he knows. He knows he's coming out of that grave. He knows he is. He was given a commandment. He's going to come out of that grave. He is going to become resurrection. He's going to become our resurrection. He's going to become your resurrection and my resurrection. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And she said unto him, Yea, Lord. I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. And when she had so said, she went away. And she called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master is come and calleth for thee. As soon as she heard that, she rose quickly and came unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into the town, but was in a place where Martha met him. And the Jews then, which were with her in the house, and comforted her, when they saw Mary, that she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goeth unto the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come to where Jesus was, she saw him. She fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Now, I want you to look at this next part. He said, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. That Greek is, he troubled himself. He troubled himself, groaning. Have you ever had the Holy Ghost on you in intercession? Have you ever had the Spirit of God using your vessel to get something done? I believe myself that that's what was going on here with Jesus. He was getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. And the Spirit of God in him 
was beginning to work. Oh, that is so much fun when that happens. That is such a glorious feeling when the same spirit that was with the Father and the Son in the beginning that moved upon the face of the waters is moving in you and getting ready to get something done. There is no better feeling than that. And I believe Jesus was getting ready. He was getting ready to deal with that spirit of death. It says, um, and verse 34, and said, where have you laid him? And they went in to see him, and he said, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. He wasn't weeping. As they say here, the Jews said, behold, how he loveth him. And some of them said, could not this man, this man, which opened the eyes of the blind of God, that even this man should not have died. Jesus wept. He wasn't dying, or he wasn't weeping because Lazarus was dead. He knew four days ago what he was going to do with Lazarus. What was the weeping? Was it the Spirit of God working through Jesus? God has to work through us, working through Jesus. You've got to remember. You've got to remember Jesus is dealing with the Spirit of death. And the Spirit of death has Lazarus. Lazarus isn't hanging out in that body in the grave. Lazarus is not there. Where is Lazarus? He's in Hades. And death has him. Death has him. And the Father told Jesus to go raise him from the dead. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't be there. So here we are. Jesus. In his spirit. But the Spirit of God in him is now wrestling with death. That spirit that has Lazarus. He's got to get Lazarus out of death and put Lazarus back into that body. Oh, the spiritual warfare going on here. Oh, it is too fun. Toe to toe with death. Toe to toe with death. Death has Lazarus. And Jesus is standing there getting death to cough him up. Do you see the spiritual fight? Do you see the battle? They don't even know what's going on around him. But Jesus, Jesus, the spirit in him, is working for death to give Lazarus up. Now, it says, Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, there's your battle. There's your battle. There's your battle. Notice, Jesus doesn't just come and skip over to the grave and raise Lazarus. No, there is a spiritual battle going on here. There is a man, a man. You got that? A man with the spirit of God in him, at war, in, in a battle with the spirit of death. The spirit of God in him, through a man, is bringing Lazarus out of Hades. He is having death let him go. He is having death let Lazarus go. 
too fun to watch, too fun to know, too fun to see how the Spirit of God works with a man, with a man. And Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he's been dead four days. Four days. As the psalm said, death has been feeding on him. Feeding on his flesh. Not his soul, his flesh. And Jesus said unto her, verse 40, Said I not unto thee, that if thou would believe, thou should see the glory of God. The glory of God. The glory of God. Not of Jesus. That is God working through a man. And the man's vessel is being used. And he's toe to toe with death. And who wins? Who wins? Who wins this battle? And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people would stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, with a loud voice. You know who heard that voice? Death. Death. Death heard the voice of the one who made him. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Death couldn't hold him. Death couldn't keep him. Why? Jesus, with the Spirit of God in him, called him out. Called him out of death. Do you see Jesus toe-to-toe with death as a man? As a man. And you know what's really cool about that? It's not going to be very much longer that Jesus is back. Back with death. Back with death. Why? For you and me. Jesus committed himself to the very spirit he created. He committed himself. He gave up the ghost. And he let death have him. Why? So he could go toe to toe with death again. And how did he do it this time? He did it with his faith. He did it with the promise that the father said. That you are going to die. And you are going to be buried And I'm going to raise you up three days later. He went into hell with that promise. And he went to hell for you and I. And he let death have him. Not only that, that all sin was on that body. That man went into hell as you and me. That man went into hell as a sinner. When they laid him on the cross, and they nailed his hands to the cross, he was getting ready to take on your and my sin. 
that eternal spirit was getting ready to lay everything that you and I have ever done or ever will do on that body. And Jesus took it through the eternal spirit. That was a man on the cross. Don't ever forget that. That was a man on the cross. That was your and I substitute on that cross. He took it for us. And he took it as a man. And the eternal spirit made sure, made sure, those two working together, that every sin ever committed was going to get on that body before he let go of his spirit. He was not going to let go until everything was accomplished, that every sin that you and I committed was going to be on him, that every sickness, every disease, every spirit was going to be on his body. He wasn't going to let go one second before. And when everything was accomplished, and when everything was on him, everything that impedes us, everything that takes away our joy, every sin, every sickness, every disease, every spirit of poverty, every curse, he was going to make sure, he made sure that it was all on him. And when it was all on him, and that the Spirit of God, that eternal Spirit, had it all on him, he said, I thirst. Because that was written, and he had to do everything written. Once he had everything done, once it was all done, he said, it's finished. Then, then, he gave up the ghost. And who took it? Who had a hold of him? Death. Death. He was going to experience death for every man. The very spirit he created, he was now going to experience. And he experienced it for you and me. He experienced it. He let him have him. He let death have him. You say, I'm not sure about that. Turn with me to Psalm 18. And we will finish there. Psalm 18. This is Jesus speaking through the Spirit or through David. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God. My strength in whom I will trust, my buckler, the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Look at this. Look at this next part. This is Jesus speaking through the prophet David. The sorrows of death compassed me. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. They compassed him. It says, the sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. He couldn't get out. Death had him. Death had him. Why? For you and me. Toe to toe with death again. Toe to toe with death again, this time for you. This time for you. This time for me. For me. Jesus didn't need to go here. He went there because the Father sent him for me. For you. Now death has him toe to toe. But look down here. It, uh, let's, let's go down to verse 15. This is, well... 
Let's, let's go on to um, verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord, and I cried unto my God. This is Jesus crying unto the Father from hell, from death. He can't get out. Why? He's a man. Jesus can't get away from death here. He's a man. But he's got a promise. He's got a promise from the Father. He said, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He, God, heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even into his ears. After three days, God heard him cry. Then the earth shook and trembled. And the foundations also, the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils. Fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also, and he came down. The Father came down. Darkness was under his feet. He rode upon the cherub and did fly. Yea, did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. The brightness that was before him as thick clouds passed. Hailstones, coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens. And the highest, the highest gave his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. Shot out lightnings and discomforted them. Fifteen. And then the channels of water were seen, and the foundation of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. And here the Father sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. Hell here. Death here prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Do you see Jesus went again with death toe to toe and the Father delivered him? Do you see why death, we don't have to be afraid? We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Life, life is stronger than death. Life is stronger than death if you will believe. Life is stronger than death. The life was there millenniums, eternity, before death was even created. Life, Jesus, is stronger than death. You don't have to be afraid. I've had three times, three times that I can remember when I was learning how to walk in this, apart from this church, that I had this, the gift of faith come up in me, and I met death toe to toe. And you know what? Because of the spirit of faith in me, because of Jesus in me, that gift of faith, the faith of Jesus, there was no fear, and I looked at death face to face. And you know what? It had to go. It had to go. It had to go. The very one that made it. The very one that conquered it. The very one that beat it is in me. And when the Spirit of God was in me, directing me, it had to go. It had to go. And you know what? I was amazed at how easy it went. 
we don't have to be afraid of death. The life in us is greater than that spirit of death. It can't have our kids. It can't have our spouse. It can't even have our pets, if we'll believe. If we'll believe. Amen? Amen. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. Jesus tasted death, so we don't have to be afraid. Jesus tasted death, so we don't have to be afraid. Jesus tasted death, went toe-to-toe with it, so we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that life is greater than death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us is greater than death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us is greater than death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us is greater than death. Father, I thank you that you are delivering some right now from that fear of death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us, the life, the resurrection of Jesus in us is greater than death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us is greater than death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us is greater than death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us is greater than death. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us, that life in us, that life that never dies in us is greater than death. I get thanks. God's delivering some of you right now. Father, I thank you that the life of Jesus in us, in us, that life, that resurrection power in us is greater than death. I command this fear out in the name of Jesus. I command you out in the name of Jesus. I command you out in the name of Jesus. I command you out in the name of Jesus. I command you out in the name of Jesus. I command this fear out now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the resurrected Jesus. I command you out in the name of Jesus. I command you out in the name 
of Jesus. Life is stronger than death. Life is stronger than death. I command this fear out in Jesus' name. I command you out. I command you out. I command you out now in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.